Alright everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Midweek Matinee. We are watching the 1995 Michael Mann crime drama, I guess? Heist movie? <laughs> Heat. Crimity. Crimity, yes. It's a good one. <laughs> and we did watch the director's definitive edition, so we may talk about some things that you haven't seen depending on the version that you watched. If you listen to the episode, you watch the right version, though, because we actually called it out this time. Yeah. for the, Is that the first time we <laughs> thought that we uh, remembered to do that? <laughs> I think so, because but I think the thing was we didn't even realize that we were watching the director's cut of uh, The, the town. town. Yeah, yeah. And then it ends like, like a piece of shit movie, so uh, that's when we realized. Yeah, it's always weird watching a movie that you haven't seen in a few years, and it, like, mm-hmm. ending completely different, like Butterfly Effect happened with me like that, too. Yeah. I was like, wait, uh, this is not how this movie ends. I used to like the ending of this movie. (laughs) Something is different. And the best part (laughs) is, too, especially the butterfly effect, like I owned the DVD that had both. So I just never flipped it over to watch the other version, like ever, apparently, because I only ever saw the one. You've never seen the self-abortion? I did on YouTube after learning about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chris... What did you think yes. of Heat this week? I really liked Heat this week. It was a very good movie. Obviously, people know that. Yeah, it's well known for being... I think it's pretty widely regarded as like the best heist movie, if not one of. Mm-hmm. At least every time I hear it being talked about, I was like, oh yeah, that's my favorite bank robbery movie. Yeah, Absolutely. So, Brett this week is not with us, but he will return next week. I really liked this one. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like some cartoon character. I can't put my finger on it. Now my brain's stuck thinking about who that was supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) So, he did say he liked the movie, though. So, this was your first time watching, right? Yes, it was. All right, so I had seen this movie for the first time last year. This was probably my fourth time watching it, maybe third. I also really like it. It's one of my top five heist bank robbery movies as well. It always turned me off because of the time. Yeah. Because even though I like long movies, I'm like, how is a bank robbery movie like three hours long? Like, Mm -hmm. how long are they going to be in the bank for? (laughs) (laughs) Which I guess works too, because like Inside Man is almost all like taking place throughout one robbery so it can yeah. work well i think it's almost interesting because i feel like you're kind of describing the movie wrong when you call it a bank robbery movie because that's what it, it's about a bank robbery but i don't think that's really what the movie is yeah it's more so just i mean it, like i said earlier like the cliche kind of genre like crime drama you know yeah it's it's a, it's a more of like a consequence of a heist movie yeah or the lifestyle that bank robbers like entail i guess exactly um so this has quite a few like very prominent people and it. it's got al pacino robert de niro val kilmer john voight tom sizemore ashley judd natalie portman mm-hmm. as a kid it took me a second to realize who she was at first it was like the third yeah. scene she was in and i was like oh fuck that i know who that is oh it's padme yeah <laughs> padme at the same age she was hitting on uh anakin <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, I have something weird to throw out there that I didn't notice until this time watching it. 
and I've messaged yeah. a few buddies that love this movie, and none of them had realized it either. It's going to be a weird question. Did you notice Val Kilmer's elbow? No. I, I No, I did not watch. <laughs> okay. So apparently before shooting this, he was filming The Doors, and he like stage uh-huh. dove, and he was not caught properly, and he damaged his elbow, and it had a massive, like, it almost looked like a giant, like, baseball, like, okay. just under the skin. You'll have to look up a picture of it. Just type in Val Kilmer's elbow in heat. That's how I found pictures of it online. Because <laughs> it's like... I I had to like rewind the movie because I was like, holy shit, his elbow looks fucked up right there. Because it straight up looks like a baseball. Like, it's huge. Oh, yeah, no, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's a, that's a big elbow. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of damage was done, but I assume he had surgery not long after, but it would. he just had to film this like with that. Or else he probably would have missed out on being in the movie. I'm glad he stayed in. I really liked his character too. So, yeah, I think this is like one of the only movies that I've seen him in. Like I've seen yeah. Batman Forever. I've He's always known who guy. he is. Yeah, but like looking through Absolutely. his filmography, I just don't really know much. I haven't seen much of his stuff. I always assumed he was like this giant action star from like the 80s and 90s, but I think I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like Van Damme and stuff. Yeah, you did. Um, you did forget to say that uh, Danny Trejo is in this movie as a man named Trejo, which I thought was really good. <laughs> yeah, he is in this movie. I was reading off the list, and sadly, on Letterbox, he's pretty far down. It might go by like screen time or something because he actually wasn't in it a whole lot, unfortunately. No. Which I he guess was it was it. fortunately because the guy that replaced him died. So, well, he died too. But spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the um, so what do you think about the time, the length? Because I know you're kind of hesitant on longer movies as well. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, I didn't really have a problem with the longer length, but there was just some stuff in the movie, not even in a way where I'm usually like, you could have cut this and had the same movie. Um, it was more like, I don't even understand why this was here to begin with. Sure that extended the movie so it was one of those things where i'm like this movie probably could have been 230 210 maybe because there was there's a bunch of shit where i'm like i don't really understand why this is here and it's just extending the runtime um sure like but what? for the most part i think the big one for me is the suicide i thought that was really out of nowhere no let me let me rephrase not out of nowhere because they kind of set it up but it's I don't know it just seemed unnecessary for the movie sure I guess if that makes sense yeah she was I don't think it added much yeah she seemed to be obviously very troubled like with her dad never showing up and stuff but yeah it did seem like I mean I get your point like there's the only thing I could think of was like bring him and his wife back together but even then in the hospital they were like maybe we shouldn't be together still exactly (laughs) (laughs) So I think that may have been her intention. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're splitting up, so I need to like do something drastic. But um, in the sense of it being a movie, yeah, I see your point. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily know how to disagree with that. Yeah, because it didn't. It's not like it changed. Because that would have been one thing if it had changed Hannah's outlook on it. Sure. But on anything, but it didn't. It didn't change anything except for the fact that it was an amicable breakup instead of his wife cheating on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> so right. it just didn't seem like it was needed to be there. I mean, arguably, all of his family stuff didn't need to be there. I don't know what it added to the movie, personally. 
Yeah, I think it's, you know, just grounding him more, making him more of a, like, fleshed-out character instead of just the guy chasing the bad guys, I guess. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I didn't necessarily need that. Yeah, sure. But then um, the other thing, which is my biggest problem with this movie, was basically everything with Wayne Grow. Like, they set up him as potentially one of the more interesting characters with him being a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. But then do absolutely nothing with it. You know, I don't understand why that was there at all. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, I think that's part of just showing that he's fucking insane. You know what I yeah, mean? I but, think it's just furthering the point that, like, this dude is unhinged. Yeah, but you could you could have done that by cutting the super weird, like, I don't know if it was, like, racist fetish scene yeah. where he kills that girl and just extended the scene where he kills Trejo and actually show him killing Trejo, you know? Sure. And doing stuff like that. Like, I don't... The serial killer thing is the one time I will ever say this where it just felt very gratuitous and almost, like... I just want to shoot some violence against women, you know? Sure. Yeah, I don't really... I don't remember that stuff ever coming back around, you know, with it the doesn't. serial killer stuff. So I don't... They have they have that one scene where the cops are like, we've got a serial killer. He's killed like 10 people. And then they do nothing else. It literally never <laughs> comes up. Yeah. Because that... I think me and Brett had talked about it. And Brett's not here to agree or disagree. But if the ending had been... De Niro calls up Hannah. I'm De Niro. I hate that. Neil had called up Hannah and been <laughs> like, "Listen, Wayne grows the serial killer you're looking for," because they could have easily like seated like newscasts in the background of the serial killer being talked about, and then Hannah being like, or Hannah and De Niro and uh, Neil being like, "Listen, I know this guy is a serial killer. I'll help you get him." And I'm gonna run, but I'm gonna run. They could have figured out a way to kind of give that a little bit more stakes. Instead, they just have him be a serial killer, kill Trejo, and then get shot. Like I, I don't really get why it's there. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. It would have been interesting to kind of bring it all back around like that, mm-hmm. and make it just, like, to where he was chasing, he was helping. You know, um, yeah. Vincent so I think Hanna. Hitchcock is the one who said like, you can't show a gun without shoot sh- without shooting the gun you know sure and they they show this giant fucking m60 with a belt mag and then they don't ever let you shoot it it's like the m60 is there isn't that a cool detail like no motherfucker i want to shoot the fucking gun (laughs) yeah it is interesting how that kind of went nowhere you're right um watching it i didn't think that you know and then as it kept going i guess because it happened so early in the movie it's like 45 minutes mm-hmm. or an hour in by the time it's over like you kind of just forget that scene happened yeah you and know maybe I mean, watching it critically I, you shouldn't but i don't well, know i mean but i'm also a big true crime guy so i was like oh this is actually really kind of cool where they're making him a little bit more fleshed out in like a fucked up way yeah but then they don't pay it off at all <laughs> right you know uh, yeah even my only even thing i guess he, sorry go ahead I was gonna say Neil. Even when he killed him, could have been like, "I could have saved those girls if I'd killed them, killed you sooner," you know? Yeah, something really ham-fisted and dumb, but that would have at least closed that that circle. Instead, there's just no closure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if the cops know that he was the serial killer at that point. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the guy's watching his room or whatever. Is he the Zodiac killer? 
Like, who knows? The movie doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I forgot what I was going to say about that. Um, you know, this is loosely based off of a true story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that any of that stuff is. The true story is basically about, like, Vincent and Hannah's, Al Pacino's character chasing Macaulay, De Niro's character. Because that was, yeah. that really happened in, like, the 60s. But it's also, like, very loosely based off of it. But the names are the real names of the real-life people, apparently. Really? That's yeah. cool. Um, what did you think? I'm honestly curious about the sound effects in this movie. Because I think that is like the best part of the movie, <laughs> especially with like that. the um, the bank robbery scene and the gunshots. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean it, it, the sound design was really great. Um, I loved uh, most of that. I don't have too much to say about it. That's not. I don't necessarily notice it until it's not bad. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah, watching it. What did you think? Um, I think. I mean, like I said, I think it's the best part of the movie the gunshot sounds especially and the thing that they did differently was pretty much every movie does it like off-site the sounds and records it and then overlays it and stuff you know uh-huh. and they actually used the audio from like when they were shooting like shooting the scene oh right yeah so it's like the That's real audio cool. of the guns like live which is why you know i don't have like super nice speakers i've got like I think they were 50 bucks or something. It's two speakers. There are four PCs or whatever. We just have them hooked up to our TV. Um, it's yeah. got like a small sub and two speakers or whatever. And man, it fucking vibrates the floor because <laughs> those yeah. gunshots are so loud. Yeah, no. And I think that's that's the best scene of the movie, So, in my opinion. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as soon as... We can talk about that scene while we're on it, too. Like, as soon as they come out of the bank... Because the best part isn't even, like, the bank robbery itself. It's, like, the aftermath. <laughs> right. Exactly. Which more leads, like, to what you said earlier. is like, this isn't really a bank robbery movie. Yeah. I don't know. I I really liked it. I think the only part that I didn't like is that they all come out... Almost all of them come out unscathed outside of a, cu- a few secondary characters. You know, sure. uh, Chris, Chris gets shot. But they they killed so many cops that like it was almost kind of like oh i've played this gta mission (laughs) i think i think i literally have played that gta gta mission because i'm pretty sure that um i think it's called four leaf clovers yeah and gta 4 was based off that it's gotta be the parallels are pretty insane i would say it's the fucking it's the same thing yeah but (laughs) but yeah, that was my biggest issue, was that there didn't seem to be too many consequences to that. Sure. You know, it seems to be, like, one of the few times that, at least for me, like, the a bank robbery scene or even movie based around it, that they've killed so many, like, innocents. Like, I mean, they yeah. slaughtered cops. Like, <laughs> like you said, they probably, like, 10 to 20. <laughs> and then just shooting into crowds of people. It never really showed any, like, bystanders get shot, but still. Which also seemed crazy because it was kind of like... Uh, uh, like everyone's getting but they're just firing like willy nilly and then they're like oh the there's some invisible walls on the sidewalk <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually didn't hit like any bystanders which is pretty insane <laughs> yeah I mean listen that's good shooting I guess yeah the um the one part where I was like oh, okay so throughout the movie obviously they're the bad guys they're like just killing you know security guards and robbing people and shit so 
they're the technically the bad guys of the movie, but you're it's based around them, so you can't help but like cheer them on and hope they get away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But this movie kind of did an interesting thing with those characters to where like at least with Tom Sizemore's character, Michael Chirito, he yeah. um when he picked up the little girl and like used her as a human shield, I was like, Oh, okay, cool, yeah, kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't care if he lives now. <laughs> exactly. So it did a good job of like making you be like, Oh yeah, these people are bad. <laughs> right. There, there was that thing where during that scene where I was like, ah, oh, don't do it. Don't pick up the kid. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, my thoughts exactly. Because, you know, cops in movies are kind of just like cannon fodder for like bad guys. So you don't really think too much of it, you know, unless it's like End of Watch where it's something based around the cops, you know? Uh, classic. Great movie. Yeah, it's but really yes, good. you're right. So when like they killed 20 cops, you're like, oh, damn, they're killing a lot of people. Sure hope they get away, though. <laughs> yeah. But the moment he picks up like a little girl, you're like, oh, yeah, fucking kill him. Sure. Exactly. So do you think Pacino would have like been fired for that, though? Like, how do you think he should have handled it? Cause, well, shooting him like while he was holding her. Because I was immediately like, oh, shit, don't. OK, wait till he like gets out of the way or puts her down or something. Like, I thought um, it was really brave to shoot at him while he was holding her. I, I, I highly doubt it because I think Pacino would have died if he hadn't shot him. Sure. And, uh, can't believe I'm going to be the one to say this, but I don't think Pacino would have gotten in trouble for accidentally shooting a kid. Um, <laughs> anyway, what's, what are you going to... What's the next thing we should talk about? Sure. I, I guess my question was a little loaded, like, unintentionally, because I really didn't even think about, like, the current <laughs> climate that we're in right now. <laughs> Um, it's like, am I gonna be the one to say this? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I just like when watching it, I was like, oh god, he's gonna fucking, you know. I thought you're not supposed to shoot at people when they're holding hostages and shit, but yeah. But also, like, maybe he would have killed the little girl, and like, that wouldn't have been cool. Yeah, because that's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you get a situation where he drops that kid. If anything, Pacino or uh, Hannah has to let him go. Yeah. So I don't think he's gonna do that. Yeah. Clearly, he shot the guy with the kid in his arms. So, <laughs> right. So the other big like, did you have anything else to talk about with that like robbery scene? No, not necessarily. All right. The, I thought um, it was impressive how uh, surgical they were with it. Yeah, uh, I actually, I guess I do. I always love that. It seems like in every movie I've seen in that with a heist, and maybe it's because of this movie came out earlier. They always say your money's insured; it's not yours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like we knew that. Still, we just don't want you to kill me. Exactly. This is still scary. I don't care about my fucking money. You have right. fucking machine guns. <laughs> like I will literally give you all of my cash. Like that is my money. Yeah. Just don't fucking kill me, man. <laughs> exactly. Do you want my credit card that has a negative balance? Fine. Take it. It's yours. <laughs> yeah, it just the way they came in and were so quick and knew exactly what they were doing and everything i thought it was really interesting yeah it shows how good they were yeah for sure because most movies really well i guess most movies show people coming in and kind of knowing what to do i think dog day afternoons one where i was like oh these kind of these dudes don't really know what they're doing (laughs) like they came in with a plan but like i don't know if you've seen that or not but i don't want to spoil it but um that's another pacino movie it's really good um but yeah, the other big like I guess heist in the movie was like pretty much right off the bat, like the first thing you see with the yeah, um the first. what was it, like money truck armored van or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the armored man. Yeah, which is pretty much again like now that you you mentioned the GTA Four, like this is like the GTA Five one. <laughs> exactly. To where you hit it with like they they came in and hit the big armored truck with like the uh, was it a tow truck something like that? It looked like the front of an eighteen yeah, wheeler, yeah. but it looked like it was different. Um, but they yeah, rammed into the side of it and like bull like bulldozed it out of the way and blew it over on right. its side. The Hauser brothers really like the movie Heat. <laughs> yeah. Which I've always heard about them is that they're really like bad about like just recreating movie scenes in their games. And until I really yeah. got into movies, I was like, it doesn't bother me any, but now I'm like, that's all I can see. And when you brought it up with the the bank robbery, I didn't even think about that one. But Yeah. Yeah, it was exactly from four. But anyways, yeah, what did you think of the first robbery scene and kind of how it laid out the groundwork for the movie as a whole, I guess? Um, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, it kind of goes a little run of the mill until the ending, which is probably the point. Um, but once that ending hits and you see like what kind of movie this is, you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. Because it's cool. I'm here for this. You know? Yeah. I guess it's not cool, blatant murder, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's cool to watch because we know it's fake. I know what you meant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I did love, too, when they blew out the um, back door and all the fucking windshields but blew out on the, all the cars. Yeah. And it just... You never it, see those kind of details. Yeah. it It's just really... It's, it's a really well-shot movie, too. It is. Just all the camera I mean, angles Mann and cinematography. Is, Michael Mann is excellent. Like, Collateral is one of my favorite movies. So oh, yeah. I fucking love Collateral. I need to rewatch Public Enemies because I didn't like it when it came out, but I've always heard good things. So I think I may have just been like too young. This is Johnny Depp like Prohibition movie? Oh yeah, I, I didn't hear good things about that either. But um, yeah, that first robbery scene, I thought it was really interesting too, like how much that laid out what was going to happen throughout the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this movie was kind of about that robbery and like the bonds that they stole and stuff. Even yeah, all the way exactly. up until the end when they finally kill what's his name's character. I can never remember the real guy's name or the character's Are you name. About Van Sant? Yeah. The I think uh so, yeah. What's his name? Crispin Glover? No, that's not nope. Crispin Glover. <laughs> <laughs> May have been better if it was. I like Crispin Glover. <laughs> he's uh he's in Batman. I can't remember the guy's the man's name. He's the scarecrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um fuck. Now I'm just thinking about. I, I like it. Sorry, too, guys. I can't. Sorry. Yeah, it's a. It's, he's really good, but yeah, it was just interesting how like, you know, when you first watch it, or at least when I first watched it, I watched that and it was over, and I was like, oh, cool, they're showing kind of what these guys are about, and then it'll go into what's really going to happen. But a lot yeah. of this movie was about that robbery, which is really neat. Hold on, I'm trying to find the fucking thing. <laughs> Whatever, I can't figure it out. Yeah, no, I mean. I don't know. I like that the movie spends a lot more time on the consequences than the heist. Yeah. Personally, I think that's more interesting. Yeah, you know William Fickner, the guy that... (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... The guy who played the the mob bank teller, right. Yeah, Yeah, we knew that the whole time, yes. Yeah, we didn't look it up. (laughs) So that's a dude that I always think of, too. I never know his name. He's one of those, like... Guys, uh-huh. I always recognize, and I know him from so many different things, and I've seen him in a lot of stuff. But it's always like, what's his fucking name? He's almost like a knockoff, like I don't know, Kevin Bacon or something. And I don't mean that as like a negative, because I really like this guy. But 
Kevin Bacon. Yeah, no, for sure. He's a he's a good he's you need those guys, the actors that you where you don't know their name but you know them, you know? Yeah. They're important characters, they're important people. So, so I don't even remember why we were them. talking about oh yeah. With the uh, bonds that they stole from the um Yeah armored truck. Yeah. So what do you think about like what they were planning to do with those? Is like sell them back to him? Like why would that they think that he would go along with that? Well, it wasn't well, wasn't their whole thing where like technically this will make you more money? Right, but so, it still like leads on that like for other people, like he said that he allows himself to be robbed or whatever. Right, exactly. I didn't understand it at all. So they were like, basically this is a bad plan. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like tell them like to meet or I don't know, it made no sense to me. But I guess to in their eyes, like you said, it would make him money, so why would he turn it down? Because he right. with the insurance he'd get all of it back and then he would buy the bonds. I think they said it's seventy cents on the dollar. Yeah, so he would end up making another thirty percent, I think they said. Yeah. I mean so well another seventy well yeah, thirty percent because he would pay seventy percent. Yeah. So he'd make money, like and depending on how much how much bonds there were, I don't know if they were explicitly said, I can't remember honestly. But you know, he could I'm, make a shit ton I, of money. It was yeah, millions, it but I don't remember things. how many. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where like there's always that saying about honor among thieves and then a bunch of thieves are not thinking about how this guy would feel about being robbed, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that is objectively hitting him, like dishonoring him, I guess. Because <laughs> I thought when they were talking about it that they had planned it with him. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, that's a smart plan. And they're like, no, we're just going to present it to him this way. They're like, fuck you. I'm going to shoot you in the head, too. They just, they were just better than him at crime, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That, I just don't understand why you would do that. It just makes no sense. That was the only part of the movie where I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are they thinking? No, I'm completely with you. I didn't really get that logic. Which, I mean, maybe they're just not smart guys, so... <laughs> And it was I mean, 1.6 million in bearer bonds. So it was gotcha. still not like a massive amount of money. No. And this guy that has like 1.6 million dollars in bonds obviously has way more than that like so what yeah. what does he hey. care about 30% of like 1.6 million? Well, like I don't think it's, it's turning it was what it's turning 1.6 into like let's say 2.3. Yeah, I mean it's still money. So I don't, I'm not I saying he would turn down money, but still like I don't know. It's weird logic. I don't get the logic of it. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I did like the scene where they go to meet, though. I thought that was really well executed. And the it guy, was. like, climbs out the back and is sneaking around the car and shit. Yeah. But see, the weird part about that scene is it, it implies that they expected him to not be okay with it. So then why are you expecting that the plan is going to go off without a hitch? I think it was more yeah. so just covering your bases. Like, he says he's going to go along with it, but we never know, so why not? Like, we have That's guns, fair. and you know how to shoot, no. so just climb up there and shoot, just in case. <laughs> That's uh, that a fair point. That's a fair point. If you got four people that know how to shoot, why not bring them along to, like, an illegal meeting to, like, sell stolen shit back to the person that you stole it from? <laughs> fair point. I can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, like, here, I'm going to go ahead and read, because Brett messaged me before I forget about it. I'll, re I'll wait for his score until the end, but I'll go ahead and read his thoughts on the movie. Definitely. He said, the theatrical cut might... Or, this kind of ties into his score. Um, 
But he said, the theatrical cut might be better, but the version we watched spent unnecessary time with scenes that ultimately went nowhere in the greater plot of the film. Strong performances from De Niro and Pacino and an experience that mostly earns its runtime. A few scenes removed, and this movie might even be perfect. Can easily understand how this became a cinema classic. So, De Niro going back to the hotel to kill um, Wayne Grow. Yeah. Do you think that's like the dumbest decision that you've ever seen yeah, in a movie? Uh, it was. Enti- <laughs> I thought it was dumb, and it was also entirely out of character. Oh, you think so? You think it's out of character? Yeah. Well, his entire thing was be able to leave at any point, and then he's leaving. And he's like, I can't leave the baggage. I'm like, dude, just fucking leave. <laughs> you well, got away. I think the I got to be able to leave in, what do you say, 30 seconds or something is about yeah. like relationships. I don't think it's necessarily about like that. Because if Wingro stayed and the cops talked to him, he could like rat out a bunch of shit about him. You know what I mean? Like more than they might yeah, know. But he was he was leaving the country. So it didn't matter. He wouldn't have. I, th- I would imagine he was going somewhere without extradition. So yeah, I would hope like, so. who cares? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Again, I still think it was stupid either way, but I'm just trying to think of his logic as to why he thought it was okay. Yeah. I just don't... I don't... I didn't get it. That was the one scene where I'm like, oh, this is a movie. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then him pulling the fire alarm didn't really make sense because, like, that's going to bring more people, like cops and fire department and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because the cops looked... were like, what the fuck? And saw the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that whole like as much as I even like I liked that it happened like it was good to watch or whatever, like it just didn't make much sense like logically, I guess. Right. It but, was the one time in the movie where I'm like, "Oh, they're doing stuff because this is a movie, not because this is the characters, you know?" It did lead to Detective Hannah and Macaulay's like chase through the airport and shit. And that that's yeah. a really fucking good scene. I love the ending of this. It is. I don't know. I I liked the ending. I kind of wished there was like a conversation just because I would have liked to see it. Sure. You know, because you get that stereotypical like the two guys are looking for each other and they're yelling and talking. And they're like, ah, I'm going to kill you. Just let me go. And they didn't <laughs> have that go. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I can't do but that. I oh, I come on, it. man. <laughs> exactly. I'm a cop. I'm supposed to protect the law. You're on the other side. We could have been friends. You got a great ass. <laughs> oh my god, that's the best part of the whole movie. She got a great ass. <laughs> You're right up inside it. <laughs> I just love Pacino so much. <laughs> yeah. Like even when his acting is like not the best, and they're like as great of an actor as he is, like there are movies where he's phenomenal, and this is one of them. But there are scenes even in this mm. movie where it's like what are you doing man <laughs> yeah see but here's the thing i love i don't it. agree that he was good in this movie <laughs> where my letterbox review was straight up is al pacino a bad actor <laughs> <laughs> see i love him but like i said i also love when he's cheesy and like not good he's entertaining but that yeah. you know a fire is entertaining sometimes there's definitely movies where he's better i think dog Day afternoon is probably his best just performance wise that movie's fucking mm. incredible I but mean, and even scarface is great so. i saw the first godfather but it's been a very long time i haven't seen two or three I mean, the second one is the important ones with for him so yeah i'm gonna get to him i will 
absolute insanity that you've never seen those movies. <laughs> so I don't actually have like a whole lot more to say, I don't think. There was a couple things I wanted to talk about that I forgot, so they obviously weren't that yeah. important. <laughs> yeah, I think the movie's pretty straightforward for the most part. Yeah, there's not really much like... And again, we both, like, I may score it higher, but we both pretty much agree. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking great movie that a couple scenes could have been cut from to be a perfect movie. And that could have been an issue with the director's cut, like Brett said. Yeah, I don't know. I have to imagine so, because I don't, like I said, I don't see any purpose other than extending it. Which is why when we had that conversation about Kubrick, I'm like, wow, it's kind of crazy that his extended cut actually took scenes out. Yeah, Most of them just throw scenes in willy-nilly because they feel like they should. I wonder how the actors felt because they probably did like 300 takes for the scenes that he cut. <laughs> <laughs> like he beat Bro, that was a month of hat. my life, those 17 minutes. <laughs> 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 so did you have anything else really to talk about with this? Honestly, not really. I think the movie's pretty straightforward. It's uh, very good. It's a classic, but I think that's one of those things where it's, it's. There's not much to say. It's so it's it's heat. <laughs> You've, yeah, you heard heat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was one more scene that's not a big deal, but I thought was really good. Was when they were down at the shipyard talking, and yeah. De Niro's character Macaulay was like pointing around or whatever, and like so when yeah. Pacino and them went down there to figure out what they were talking about. And he realized what was happening. Oh, so it was just so good. I don't remember the exact quote from that part, but him screaming out about whatever was so good. Yeah, no, I really liked it. It was what, like, oh, they're looking for us. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're good. They're good. So I guess we can hop into ratings. Chris. Yeah, we can do that. Out of five, what do you think? I think four feels feels good for me. Okay. Not too shabby. I don't think there's, yeah, there's, there's nothing bad about it. I just I wish there were less of the stuff I didn't need to see. Sure. Will you watch it again? No, it's three hours long. Okay. As <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, that's the real testament. Is like if you'd watch a three-hour movie a second time. I would. If here's the thing, I would never sit down and be like, I'm gonna watch Heat. But if somebody, if like I was uh, dating someone, they're like, "Oh, I've never seen Heat." I'd be like, "All right, well, we should probably watch Heat." Yeah, but you know, yeah. The the funny thing is too, I tricked Haley into watching this with me. Not really tricked. Like uh-huh. she likes these kind of movies, so she was down, and she likes Pacino and De Niro from the stuff that we've watched together. Sure. But she sat down, and I was like, "All right, I'm watching Heat. Do you want to watch with me?" She's like, "Ah, I guess I'll watch a movie." And she was like, "I was was wanting to clean," and so I was like, "You can clean after. It's fine." And this is like five thirty in the evening. <laughs> and um, about an hour in she's like alright let's go smoke a cigarette real quick we're probably about halfway through and I was like <laughs> nope <laughs> we're no, not we're halfway not. through we're a third of the way through <laughs> and I paused it and she saw the time she's like oh my god <laughs> but she's the kind of person too where like if you start something she's going to finish it even if she doesn't really yeah. like it she'll be like well oh, I've wow. got to finish I've got to see what's going to happen She's like, I'll never watch that again. It was whatever. Like even Bliss, like she didn't love Bliss, but she would. Ne- if I had turned Bliss off halfway through, she would have been upset, even though she didn't like it. <laughs> A woman with taste. It's pretty amazing how much we actually usually like when it comes to movies like together. Yeah. There's there's obviously some outliers, and Bliss is a very strange movie. So, 
That's an understandable that's a, one. That's definitely a way to say bad. <laughs> I, I fucking love Bliss, but I completely understand why some people don't. <laughs> I know. I just like giving you shit about Bliss. Oh, I know. So, Brett's score is a 4.5, almost a 5. And yeah, that's when he said, right. and the theatrical cut might be, is what he meant to say, was it might be a 5, whereas I changed it to better earlier, whatever. So, I give it a 5. I mean, like I said, I watched this for the first time like six months ago, and this is my fourth time seeing it, and I'll probably watch it again soon. <laughs> and when that's I bought crazy. the new TV last week, I watched the like the 25-minute bank robbery scene. Yeah, I I could see myself watching that scene. Yeah. Um, I just, I think there's a lot of stuff. It's going to sound bad. I don't mean it in the way it sounds, but I think there's a lot of stuff you have to suffer through sure. to get to the best stuff and I think that's what holds back this movie a little bit for me sure I would say too I don't know what kind of sound you have if anything just watch that scene with like some nice your nice headphones on and shit because man those fucking gunshots are fucking incredible I have one of those uh, sound bars that are surround sound but they're not surround sound you know what I mean oh fuck yeah we've looked at getting into a sound bar Oh, I will say, too, <laughs> when we went to buy this TV, she didn't think it was going to be so expensive or whatever, and there was one that said 1400 and we walked yeah. over to it, and come to find out that was the sound bar, and she was like, that's just the sound bar? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what about this yeah. one? It's only 1400 Wait. <laughs> I mean, we can get that, too, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, going back cool. tomorrow. <laughs> You said you wanted it. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> All right, so it's your turn to pick, right? Oh fuck! Uh, yeah, give me a second. I forgot. Heat two. <laughs> <laughs> is there a heat two? No, there's. If there is, it's probably garbage. But I don't think there is. All right, so while Chris figures out what movie we're going to watch, or I guess they're going to watch next week, I do have some potentially sad news for the listeners out there i am stepping down from midweek matinee as a regular i they have invited me on as a guest whenever i can make it but with scheduling and my new job i'm working super early in the morning i just don't have time so yeah this will be my official i guess my official last episode so how's that yep <laughs> didn't know how to end that so <laughs> no more bad takes on midweek matinee well chris will still be on here everybody don't worry <laughs> exactly good takes only um <laughs> so did you decide on what movie uh yeah i did so we're gonna watch the fast and the furious 2001 uh brett and i are going to be going on a road trip and watching the first eight fast and the furious movies on the road to fast nine on june 25th so i hope you're willing to follow along me and brett are gonna kind of figure out what we're gonna do with the future of the show i think it'll we'll still end up doing a couple we'll still end up doing episodes the same way for a while but we might end up changing the format or having someone else replace blake which will not be easy to do i will give blake some credit um but we will figure it out and we'll announce all that at when it's necessary but for now, we are letting Blake off with a warning for <laughs> abandonment <laughs> and not killing his cue time for a while. So two down, two to go. <laughs> <laughs>
This has actually been Battle Royale the entire time. (laughs) 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 All right, so I don't... um, Can I find, like, a list of the patrons on Patreon, or does Brett have something recorded up that he can throw on the end? I'll just figure something out with Brett. Okay. We did that pretty fine last time. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Midweek Matinee. A big shout-out to all of you. We have some new ones this month. We have Kyle Graham, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan, Luke Bartolomeo, Sean Sanarud, Funk Turkey, Danny Villalobos, Corey Hickerson, Blake Popes, Kevin Bacon Bits, Mark Schutz, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, The Stonard, Rich, Constantly Kenny, Solitary Red, Zachary Sawyer, Landis, Rude Days 93, Josh Drago, Bailey Robertson, Brian, Donovan Williams, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Joshua Lago, Sean One Neo, Tyler Powers, Jehudi MD, Rob Warpoint, Richard Schaefer, and Ham and Egger. Thank you all so much. <clears throat> that is a dangerous name. Now, whether or not that was on purpose or not, who knows? You sneaky, sneaky man. He, you try to get me. But not today, okay? Thank you all so much. And remember, if you want to support the show with more than just your time, head over to patreon.com slash nartech. Thank you.